podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. I'm going to go to the Real Salt Lake game against Inter-Miami last night, and I'm going to go with Drake Callender. You know, it's easy to pick Taylor, and he's been a terrific addition, and he has grown up so much on this team. And by the way, I want to thank Taylor because I won last night in my hard rock bet getting Taylor as uh, any time goal. So that was cool. He put me in the money. So we love that. But Drake Callender, only two saves last night. One of them was just, it, it seems like it's a highlight save at least once a game where he has to save his team. Okay. He did it so many times last year. And I know we're going to talk about Messi, and we're going to talk about Busquets, and we're going to talk about Alba, and we're going to talk about Suarez, and we're going to talk about Gomez and Kramaski, and we're going to talk about Campana. And there's so many good offensive players on this team that we're going to enjoy watching and doing their thing. But I, I, what I don't want you to ever forget that Drake Callender is the freaking man. You know, like William Quigley is the man when it comes to landscaping here in South Florida. Cutter's Edge Pro's been at it for a long time. They've got over 70 trucks. Dade Broward, Palm Beach Counties, 954-472-0622. Tree trimming, landscape uh, design, outdoor lighting, artificial turf, which I swear by. I love the artificial turf for our doggies. So call the great folks at Cutter's Edge Pro, 954 954- 4720622 like William Quigley Drake Callender is our Cutter's Edge MVP of the night. The MVP of the night is brought to you by Cutter'sEdgePro.com. Servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks and malls throughout South Florida. Cutter'sEdgePro.com, providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. And you can even make a Bitcoin donation, which, you know, those are our favorite donations, Bitcoin donations. Uh, Joel Townley made a donation. Thank you, sir. I did not know that you can, like, send these, uh, these, uh, these things, these posts. I had no idea what the dragon says. A few bucks for a long shot. Thanks, O. Appreciate you, man. That's very nice of you. Very nice of you. Like it, man. Very cool. Thank you, Joel. That is absolutely awesome. Cash app or Venmo. Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. I see JT Walker's talking a little Jasmine. And uh, Jasmine is right now stuck in there in that one and a half penny. It's uh, kind of, uh, you know, even right now. It's not up or down pretty much. So, uh we, we're expecting more movement from, uh, from Jasmine. Hanging in there. We're winning, baby. Big time. And Aletheia is up 18.88%. It's at 5.5 cents. Trying to make its way to 6. That is awesome. Star Atlas, another long shot that I gave you guys, up almost, excuse me, 21%. Still a great time to get in Star Atlas. I am not a financial advisor. It's at just barely over half a penny. These are the ones you make money on. Okay? Half a penny, small market cap. If this blows up, it can flip many times over. Okay? It was at 24 cents, and it's at half a penny. 
That's a 50X from here. I am not a financial advisor. So, you know, but I think it's going to pass 24 cents when it's all said and done. So, just, just telling you, that's all I'm saying. Just saying it. That's it. Kryptonite up 9%, up to 7.5 pennies. Uh, Pendle up 9.8%, up to $2.78. So there you go, folks. All right, what else do we have going on? Um, let's see, uh, Duke, man, beat up UM last night. Um, NSU got their win. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? Marlins signed shortstop Tim Anderson to a one-year, $5 million contract. Uh, this is a guy that's been uh, in a little bit of a slump after uh, a few years of batting 300. I don't know. Listen, the, the problem with the Marlins is that nothing they do is inspiring because they do the absolute minimal to try to compete. And when you're signing players at this point, you know, you're, you're reaching, you're trying to get a bargain and trying to see if somebody can resurrect their careers, kind of like Jorge Soler did. You know what I'm saying? We're like good luck Chuck, right? We are actually. They come here, they resurrect a group. We can't afford them. Right. And, and then it, they go and get more money than we – we get the decent season, which puts us what we got last year just right. outside the playoffs. Right. And then they go off and make the money. And right. we, then we get the next guy. Right. Tim Anderson. That's Come it. on down, buddy. Tim Anderson. And and I, I got to tell you, I, I, I don't love baseball as much as I used to, but I still love the idea of watching the Marlins a lot. And, and they take the fun out of it, man. They just take all the fun out of it. There's nothing for me to get excited about with this team. Yeah, they've got some young pieces, but it's the same organization that can't keep people around, that can't build a core, that can't spend. And clearly, the Jeter and Eng moves the last couple of years have proven that Sherman doesn't have the money because those people probably wanted to say, okay, it's time to open up the wallets. We kind of set up the foundation. Now let's do it. And here we are again getting screwed as a fan base. So you just want a team to overachieve and – and, and, and you're constantly talking about Tampa. You just want to do things the cheap way, like Tampa. Okay, uh, last time I checked, what does Tampa win? Do they have any hardware? Are there any banners hanging there? Well, oh, because they're the, they're the uh, what's that called? The, um, the, um, the team that, uh, that, what is it called? Not money. Well, they're, they're money ball without money. They're, they're money less ball, but no, they're the team that overachieves. So let's, let's reward and talk about a team that all they're known for is overachieving. That's it. That's all Tampa Bay is known for, overachieving. You could call it winning if you want. I think it's a waste of time because you do enough to build a foundation but you don't do enough to spend money so you can buy a couple stars and put yourself over the top. Because that's exactly what you're missing every single time. 
you're just missing the firepower because you don't spend the money. So your little team overachieves, and that's really cute all the time. But you win nothing. You have nothing to show for it. Yes. I think there are many Diaz when he was at the Miami Hurricanes, right? He always won the preseason. Right. Tampa Bay wins the regular season. Just when they get into playoffs, they can't right. do anything. Right. Because that, that money ball goes out Fun. the window then. You then it you. comes down to. You didn't spend any money yep. on, your, on, your, on your team. team. So you don't have enough it stars. It doesn't work. So they can win the regular season all they want, but it means nothing. Problem is that the Royals and the Marlins have done it where they went cheap and they got lucky and lightning in a bottle and everybody had a, uh, everybody had a career year and you didn't need a lot of veterans. You only needed Pudge and um, Urbina and who? Lowell? Was Lowell on that team or no? Uh, yes, Mike Lowell was on that. Yeah, but Lowell, Lowell was one of the young guys that came up. He was a little older than yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, they got him over, though. he was though. kind of yeah. part of that group. But, I mean, liter- like legit vets, it was yeah. really Pudge and Urbina. Yeah, but those teams, like you talked about, made smart decisions at the trade deadline, though, that helped them get. That was that was, uh, mm-hmm. that was uh, Dombrowski that built that team. Yeah, but they, they got, made that got, decision to Cabrera. help them at that time when they needed it. Like, wait, we need something else. Right. Because they knew. We get to the playoffs, we're still short. Right. And they added, and they and it kept them going. So, Right. But, but light, the, the Royals and the, and the Marlins mm-hmm. did that, where they caught yeah. lightning in a bottle with yep. a bunch of young guys, and they won it, and then both franchises didn't keep their teams around. They couldn't keep them around long-term and keep improving them. And then they just broke them up, and then those players just left to other teams to help other teams from the Royals and, of course, from the Marlins. You know? And that's my problem with them. It's just... I want to watch, I want to root, but it just, you don't bring it, dude. You just don't care enough. Yes, sir. Spring ball started today? Yeah. Come I saw it on the phone, I was like, wait, I'm watching the game over here. The Dodgers are killing them. Yeah, we just don't but care. the Dodgers got, what, a $300 million payroll? Right, yeah, exactly. We just don't care. Mr. Spock says uh, Wilkins is a solid player, though. Don't think he's a four-tech DE. If he leaves, watch him go back to the inside. Think his strength is the run game against quality tackles. He's ineffective in the pass game. There you go. Uh, let's see. Bowens and Wilkins are similar players a little bit. Wilkins might be a little bit more active. Uh, so let me ask you, between Marino and Tua, how many competent, not good, just competent QBs have we had? Oh, okay, that's another conversation. Uh, Ocala Joe, Big O, you're a common sense man living in a nonsense world. Keep telling it like it is. Yeah, I know. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. Captain Saki is in. Thank you for the compliment, sir. Daryl Gardner was once arrested for headbutting his girlfriend. Can you imagine the damage those... Uh, the, that cranial ridges could uh, do, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Tommy Tremonti is in. I, I think they will keep Van Ginkle. I really do. Uh, oh, I have a feeling if I could afford that artificial turf, my golden retriever puppy would tear it. No, he won't. Dude, I, it, it, Maiden doesn't tear it up. Nothing. Don't worry about it. That, they install it the right way. It doesn't move. It's not like a carpet that's moving around, bro. It is stays. It doesn't move. It doesn't nothing. And Maiden is a strong dog. Okay? Strong. 
And golden retrievers are, you know, they're kind and beautiful animals. They're, it's the, you know, probably the best heart I've ever seen from a dog is a golden retriever. Golden retrievers don't have the edge that my girl has maiden. She's a, uh, a terrier, uh, boxer, German shepherd mix. And brother, let me tell you something. <laughs> she is a beast. And she doesn't do anything to that artificial turf at all. And there are some times where she digs her nails in. She's doing it less and less because the artificial turf, they, they end up stopping to, sh 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 you know, after they do their business, they realize it's not like the same as grass and they're not doing anything. So they, they do it less and less and less as time goes on. So it's actually pretty cool. But if my maiden doesn't tear it up, there's no shot that your golden retriever ever will. Because Maiden is a rambunctious, electrifying animal. I mean, my girl dog is, man, she is a ball of fire. Okay? Like, that is, she is awesome with us, but she is mean as a skunk, dude, for strangers. And aggressive. Aggressive. So, yeah, no. You'll be fine. Trust me. Now, if you go somewhere where they, like a buddy of mine, he's an idiot. Okay? I'm not going to say your name, but I love you, brother. But I told you to your face you're an idiot for not calling, you know, Cutter's Edge. Because he went cheap. And he, you know, and he has grass growing through his thing within a couple months. Mine's been on for two years and nothing. Not one thing. Not one blade has ever gone through, and the grass is in impeccable shape. I got to do a new video soon, and I'll show you guys the, the latest. After two years, and you'll see it. It's amazing. Call Cutter's Edge Pro, man. Do it right. Do it right. Do it the right way the first time, the last time. Don't be like my buddy who's a cheapo, and he's been notoriously cheap throughout his entire life. I, I've always made fun of him for being cheap. And he pays the price constantly for being cheap. So, uh, trust me, Brian, you will have no issues because Cutter's Edge Pro is just at another level, man. Orlando is more of a financial advisor than actual financial advisors. You know, I'm not going to agree with you on this, but, you know, the track record says it all, dude. <laughs> Everybody's making money, so... Which crypto app is the best? There, there's no crypto app that's the best, my brother. You're only buying them to then move it to your cold storage wallet. You don't store your crypto on any crypto app. You buy and move. So open your account on crypto.com, on BitGet, on Binance, whatever it is. Um, you can use uh, um, Exodus is another good one. But get yourself a cold storage wallet, okay? whether it's a Trezor Model T or a Tangent Wallet or something like that, and eventually you move your, your stuff there, okay? The exchanges are to buy, not to store, okay? Um, Sealer had a touchdown and a foot away from two touchdowns. Wilkins didn't get close to the end zone. I, I'm just saying, no Robin Hood. No Robin Hood. Do not do Robin Hood. That is terrible. Move anything and everything away from Robin Hood. 
In a world with no cap, uh, IDE, because uh, happy keeping. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't know. What is it? I don't uh, envision being happy to keeping Willie Wilkins. Is that what he says? In the real world, you can't afford to play a good player, great player money. And as for trading, I'll trade Tyreek before I trade Waddle. Yeah, but neither one's going to get. Uh, that's none of that's ever going to happen. Um, and I'm not entertaining what you would get because that's the bro go call shows that all they do is talk dolphins and they're super limited and then they can do all those stupid hypotheticals. We're not trading Waddle, we're not trading Tyreek, so you're not getting anything. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. They're trying to build a Super Bowl team. Okay. Uh, let's see, let's get to it. Uh Dan Marino. He was asked about his, did you see this article? About his Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So Marino asked about his Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, the man that threw for over 61,000 yards and 420 touchdowns. Every time we say that, aren't you supposed to take a little toke there, right? It is 420 with, with Marino and touchdowns. Anyways, during a recent interview, he was asked to name his Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. He says, to me, Montana, Elway, Kelly, those guys, all those guys. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be considered one of the best ever. You got Tom Brady, you got a lot of guys. So there's a lot to pick from there. When asked if he'd consider himself, Marino had a humble response. Nah, I'm not going to do that. That's for someone else to say, but I feel like I could play with all those guys. And... You know what I love about Marino? There's many things I love about Marino, my favorite Dolphin player of all time. Um, he is humble personally out there in public like that. He's not ever going to talk himself up. But behind the scenes, um, he lacks zero confidence. And he should. Because he should never lack any confidence. He should feel the way he... He does because he can play with anybody. And sometimes we land in a situation. You, it happens to you. You're a good employee. You land in a terrible business. And you see it's run terrible and all that. And you do your job. And then you go find a job that's the same kind of job with another company that does the same thing, but it's run the right way. And now you feel good, and you can excel, and you can improve, and you have confidence around you, and you can get better, and you can get promotions, and you can make more money. But in a place that's incompetent, and maybe it's run with, you know, friends or family members or anything like that, that there's some bias and you can't get ahead or you don't have the support. Nor, you know, I've worked at radio stations with Sean, that we didn't have anything to work with to try to do our jobs. You know what I mean? And so it's hard to be good at what you do when you don't have support. And Dan Marino could have won many titles. You just never gave him what he needed in order to win those, those titles. He never had a defense. He never had a running game. And that's why I laugh with the whole Tua thing with some of you morons. Oh, well, he needs a per No, everybody needs a team. Okay, because if you don't have Chris Jones, then Mahomes is not winning titles. You know? 
That's kind of the way it goes. If you don't have, um, uh, what's it called, McDuffie and, and um, what's the other guy, uh, Bird or whatever, right? Huh? Sneed, yeah, Bird, Sneed, whatever. All those, you're not winning. When he didn't have an offensive line, he got his ass kicked in the Super Bowl. Everybody needs a better team in order to get it done. You know, and, and so to me, this is where I, I feel bad for Marino at times because he, for some people, you know, he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. And that's because he was in a situation that didn't allow him to excel to the point that he easily could have. Because he easily could have won a title. But you're not winning it if you don't have the right people around you. And Shula, unfortunately, failed in building a team around him. You know, but it's I'm not surprised that he mentions guys like Montana, Kelly. I mean, those guys, Elway, it's as good as it gets, man. It's good. And Elway had the same problem. He would get his ass kicked in the Super Bowl constantly. And that's because you weren't going to win with Sammy Winder. You know, now when you ended up getting Terrell Davis and you got that nasty defense, you went and won back-to-back titles, something that Marino never had, you know? And it's always good to remind people that it's not a Tua thing. It's a quarterback thing. And I'll give you an example. Justin Fields. Here's a young man that I personally haven't given up on him. I know he has accuracy issues. That's where That's his legal knock right there, right? But moxie, toughness, intelligence... Uh, work ethic, it's all there. It's all their character. It's all there with Justin Fields. So you got to kind of work with him. Do I think that he had everything to work with in Chicago? No, I don't. So wherever he does go, I hope he lands somewhere where he's given an opportunity to see if he can succeed. And that's, that's the quarterback position everywhere. And in our case here in Miami... I look at Mike McDaniel, and man, he is the major, major freaking problem. Those of you that look at Tua, you're not looking at it the right way. That's all. You're looking at a a head coach that doesn't know how to run an offense, doesn't have any awareness of what's going on in a game on a consistent basis, constantly making mistakes. He lost his own defensive end because he kept him on on the field because he didn't have to. Three minutes left in a, in a game that was meaningless, and he had several players out there. That's no awareness. He sends in plays late, not allowing his quarterback to ever adjust to anything, setting your quarter up, quarterback for failure, constantly in love with throwing it to Tyreek Hill, setting his team up for failure because he doesn't spread the ball around enough. You know, There's a lot of things that he does that he doesn't help his quarterback out. A lot of things Shula did that didn't help his quarterback out. A lot of things the Bears did that did not help their quarterback out. You know? Yeah, uh, you know what? You know what's a great example? Even though he's not a franchise player. Ryan Tannehill. See, you, you brought him down. You drafted him, right? And you tried to make him a passer. Where Tennessee got him and said, no, 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 we're going to run the ball a lot, and then he will throw off the run. 
And so he didn't have to go throwing 300 yards all the time. In fact, there were plenty of games where he was throwing 150 yards and a touchdown or two, and they were winning. And why? Because Henry and the line and the defense were dominating. And that is great coaching on Vrabel's part, bad coaching on the Dolphins' part. He understood what he had, and then he deciphers it and uses it the best way it can possibly be used. We didn't do that because we didn't have that kind of running game. Or defense, by the way. Well, no, actually, at times there was a decent defense. See what I'm saying? Lamar Jackson. If you get him and you start making him a passer, you're an idiot. He needs to be a runner that then passes. Josh Allen. Ken Dorsey was screwing it up. He thought he could make Josh Allen a guy that can throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. No, that's not him. He's got to run. So it's either you have to understand what kind of player you have so you can play him the right way, and then you also have to then complement the player in order for that player to succeed. And it doesn't matter if you're Marino, if you're Justin Fields, if you're Tua Tunga-Bailoa, or you're even Ryan Tannehill. You must understand what you have and then how to use it. And so far, Mike McDaniel doesn't fully understand how to use it. So, interesting to hear Marino talk about his Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks and how the ones that succeed, there's a reason why they succeed. It's not only because they're great, it's because they also had the help that they needed. Something Marino did not, unfortunately. Happy Thursday, says Rosendo. Greet your problems and decisions with peace and calm. Use your inner wisdom to evaluate and make smart decisions for yourself, like Jasmine. Um, let's see. Favorite dolphin of mine, too, when it comes to pure ability to throw the ball, read defenses, get the ball out before you get to him with no running ability. It's 13 hands down to me. I, I agree. Chiefs signed former Bills punter, yes, Matt Araiza. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, there is a difference between the greatest of all time and the most accomplished of all time. Marino's the greatest, Brady's the most accomplished, period. Uh, Araiza should have been an option here. I wonder why not. Should have been an option for a lot of teams. Because uh, the kid can punt. It's not just a Miami thing. <laughs> you know, we want all kinds of good players. We'll take it, man. Uh, did you see Marshawn Lynch, Sean? Huh? Well, oh, well, Marshawn Lynch got out of his, uh, he got a, his plea agreement deal for his DUI in Vegas, right? And so it's funny. I laugh at this. Because I'll read the story for you with, uh, with Marshawn. So Marshawn, um, Marshawn Lynch was uh, originally found sleeping at the wheel of a car in August of 2022. Um, he uh, pled uh, back then, by the way, the Seahawks running back did agree to pay a fine to the government a plea that got him out of jail for a DUI. Lynch was originally found sleeping at the wheel of a car in August of 2022. The car was located near the Las Vegas Strip, and Lynch had blood alcohol content of more than double the legal limit. The full scale of the plea was in exchange for a $1,140 fine. 
DUI schooling, a victim impact panel, an alcohol evaluation, 200 hours of community service, and staying out of trouble. He got the charges knocked down to a peg. Instead of a DUI, Lynch instead received a reckless driving infraction. You remember that video that he was, it's like this expensive Mustang or Corvette, and it was like on rims, I think, or something, and he was like stupidly drunk sitting there in the seat or something. Anyways, the reckless driving charge was not the only trouble Lynch faced. Driving in 2022, the former running back crashed into landscaping and a fence, resulting in a ticket given by the police. Lynch hung up his cleats for the final. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about any of that stuff. But it's interesting. I laugh because, okay, so when he's doing these courses and all that, what is he going to say? I'm only here so I don't get arrested again? Is that what he's going to say? Every time, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm only here so I don't get arrested again? So whenever they ask him a question in those classes, is that going to be his answer? Marshawn you would have gotten the DUI. You would have paid a lot of money. Okay? A lot of money. What's that? Oh, yeah. We all would have been locked up. Hell, yeah. Are you kidding me? Did you see Matt Barnes lost his TV gig? So Matt Barnes was uh, working with the Sacramento Kings, right? So a spokesperson for NBC Sports California said the network that broadcast the Kings told the B this week that the retired NBA swingman Barnes will no longer be appearing for them. The move ends a two-and-a-half-season run for Barnes, who joined NBC Sports California back in 2021 and had appeared on Kings broadcast pre- and post-game coverage. So now NBC Sports California did not disclose the reasoning behind their decision, it comes several weeks after Barnes was accused of aggressively confronting a student broadcaster at a high school basketball game that Barnes' son was playing in. The viral video circulated online showing Barnes putting his hands on the student broadcaster's shoulder. They've got the clip there. You can watch it. You can go look for it. The 43-year-old NBA, whatever, and then they go on, the, on to talk about his experience and career, which I never give a shit about. They always do that for everything that they do. Uh, Matt Barnes has always had like a anger issue. <laughs> Matt Barnes is the guy you want on your team. Just in case somebody gets out of line, Matt Barnes is the guy that's going to come off the bench and knock the crap out of you, right? Matt Barnes is the guy you want next to you in an alley. All right? That, I mean, I, I can't have enough respect to tell you how much I would want Matt Barnes with me right next to me in a fight, okay? Because... He has crazy eyes. You know, there are some people that they can act tough, and you look at them, and you're like, yeah, bro, you're not really that tough. And then there are some guys that you could just look at them, and you know that Matt Barnes is the kind of guy that you're going to have to kill him in order to stop him. Kind of like a Mexican boxer. Okay? That's kind of the stereotype for a Mexican. You step into the ring with a Mexican boxer, if you can't knock him out with your fist, you're going to need a two-by-four because he's not going down. Okay, if you're going to get in the ring with a Mexican boxer, you better strap it on and you better be ready to fight because they're always ready to fight. Well, Matt Barnes is like a Mexican boxer. Okay, that's the kind of guy. He is. But again, his anger issues have been a problem throughout his career. And now it cost him a broadcasting career. 
sad. Because I kind of like his style, you know? But you kind of know, you know, that dude's not wired the right way. Be careful, you know, that kind of stuff. Did you see that Justin Fields now is not following the Chicago Bears anymore? All right, can I just call bullshit? Listen, can we just be honest in this world at times? Even if it's uncomfortable. But at least you know where somebody's coming from. So he unfollowed the Bears and the NFL and all kinds of stuff. And so he was on a podcast. And they asked him, all right, so, you know, why aren't you following the Bears anymore? And he says, well, why do people take social media so serious? I still mess with the Bears. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollowed the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not trying to have football on my timeline. So Fields compared it to messing with the girl, but not following them on social media. It's something that I don't want to spend my time on. I'm about to go on vacation, he said. I'm tired of hearing the talk, the trade talk. I just want it to be over. And you know what? Just stay to that, my brother. Just be honest. Hey, we all know what's going on. I'm not coming back to the Bears. So I unfollowed them, okay? The Bears clearly are moving on from me. They're going to take the kid from USC at number one. That's what he should have said. Because that's exactly what's going on. He's pissed that the Bears have forgotten him. And like I told you before, he shouldn't be pissed. You know, it's kind of like what I tell you guys sometimes with some of these dips. That's not a negative. It's an opportunity. Well, this is a dip in Justin Fields' career. It's not a negative. It's an opportunity. Because he was just in a place for a few years that completely mismanaged his career. And really didn't give him a true opportunity to succeed. Maybe, just maybe, he lands somewhere where they actually know how to treat a quarterback. And maybe, just maybe, he becomes successful. So this is an opportunity, not a negative for Justin Fields. And be honest, man. Justin, we know what's going on, dude. We know they're going to get rid of you. Good luck to you, bro. Good luck to you in your next stop. You know? Uh, let's do a little music and uh, entertainment. We love doing a little music and entertainment. Let's go with uh, some birthdays today. Decent list. I think I went over it. There were a couple of decent names there today celebrating birthdays on February 22nd. First of all, we start off with some dude named George Washington. He was born in 1732. We lost him in 1799. Drew Barrymore. Actress is 49 years old. Steve Irwin. Uh, we born on this date in 62. We lost him in 2006. Robert Kardashian, born in 44 on this date, lost him in 2003. Robert Waldlow, born in 1918, lost him in 1940. I want to say this is the tallest man in the world or something. Yeah. At 811, he became the tallest man in the world and had his name in the Guinness Book of World Records. He's casually known as the Giant of Illinois. Eight foot, 11 inches, bro. He weighed 400 pounds. That must have been a miserable existence for him, man. 8, 11, yeah, you can't. And, and in those days, he was born 1918 through 1940. He only lived 22 years, dude. Because health-wise, there's no way 
Yeah, man. Weird. Yeah, it's a, you can't do anything at 8'11". Jesus. 8'11", dude. That's crazy. Julie Walters, movie actress, is 74. Nick Lauda, car driver, race car driver, born in 1949. We lost him in 2019. Uh, Rajon Rondo, 38 years old today. My favorite basketball player of all time, Julius Doc Irving, 74 years old today. Uh, let's see. James Hong, movie actor, 95, still around with us. You know who he is once you see him. He's been in so, right? Huh? I say James Hong, you may not know who he is, but like you've seen, you've seen this guy like four in four billion movies, dude. Okay, James Hong, 95 years old. So those are birthdays today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's go with uh, music history. In 67 on this date, Abbey Road Studios in London was uh, uh, hopping. Pink Floyd was there working on their debut album, The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Meanwhile, the Beatles were recording the giant piano chord at the end of A Day in the Life on Sgt. Pepper. It's a hell of a day. In 89, for the first time ever, there was a category for heavy metal at the Grammy Awards, and Metallica performed at the awards show and was nominated for the trophy. But much to everyone's surprise, I, I remember that, the award went to Jethro Tull, causing a lot of audience members to boo. Like, Jethro Tull is, is not metal. It's prog rock more than anything else. Idiots. In 2005, Korn announced that guitarist and founding member Brian Head Welsh had left the band to focus on a life of Christianity Head would go on to release a solo album, pen an autobiography, and then, in 2013, return to the band. In 2006, iTunes hit a milestone, selling its billionth download. The track, Coldplay's Speed of Sound, was purchased by a 16-year-old in Michigan, who, along with getting the song, also got a phone call from Steve Jobs, an iPod, and some other prizes. In 2014, iTunes passed the 35 billion song sold mark. Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty amazing. Slayer, and if NorCal is watching, I know he's paying attention right now. Your buddy Kenny King, NorCal. Louder Than Life Tour has been announced for 2024. All right? And they're going to be playing on two, um, two, um, two festivals. The Riot Festival that they'll be playing at. And uh, they'll also be playing, uh, where is it? And the Louisville Festival. So there you go, Riot and Louisville. They'll be playing those two to start. Okay. So they called the, the last time they, they said that it was their final tour, kind of said that it was premature, and apparently it was. So apparently Gwen Stefani throws up when she hears No Doubt songs, or almost throws up. The 54-year-old rich girl singer 
recently revealed that hearing songs from her past band, No Doubt, makes her want to vomit. I can't listen to a lot of the songs because they speak so clearly to me. And it's like, you know, you have regrets, you have mistakes you've made. And most of the songs are about that. She added, if I do ex-girlfriend, even when I say it, I almost throw up in my mouth just knowing exactly where I was at that moment to write that song and what I know now. It's just like, oh my God, it just brings you back. Stefani was part of the music group back in 86 to 2004 and then went on to pursue her solo career, which absolutely sucks, by the way. Uh, the voice coach also has used her love life for so many of No Doubt songs, such as the 95 tune Don't Speak. That was about her, band, her split with bandmate Tony Canal. Ex-girlfriend dropped in 2000 and was about her former husband, Gavin Rosdale. Stefani is now married to a country star in Blake Shelton. And here's my problem with Gwen Stefani and why she reminds me of Robert Plant, who all he does is constantly piss me off. So Stefani says, there's a lot of times that you'll be on a tour and doing the repetitive songs, but it's not the songs. You're with these new people every night and they're receiving the songs. I can't believe I was chosen to have this life because it's such an incredible way to express yourself and know yourself. And so, no doubt, by the way, we'll be at Coachella in 2024, which I would love to go to Coachella just to go see No Doubt. And I got to tell you, I love No Doubt. I think that was an excellent band, and the music was awesome. And I think Gwen Stefani's solo career is garbage. I'm not into that girly music, the Taylor Swift stuff, the Beyonce, the Stefani, the... I don't know, You because there's a couple of others that are kind of like the same kind of crappy music. that I just don't like that bubblegum pop music, okay? No Doubt had passion, dude. No Doubt was, that was, and, and this whole thing about stirring up memories and all, oh, please get over it, dude. Get over it. This is why it reminds me of Robert Plant, who's become a standoff asshole when it comes to Led Zeppelin and his early solo stuff. Because the stuff he did with the ship shafters is not that good. And the Alison Krauss stuff, okay, bluegrass, if you like bluegrass, yes, it's, it's award-winning and all that, but you're Robert Plant, dude. We know you for Led Zeppelin, and we know you for a lot of your solo work, too. And those early albums were awesome, dude. The Big Log and... and um, now in Zen, Manic Nirvana, uh, Shaken, Stirred, whatever. I think that, that the blue red album, I can see it in front of me, the, uh, the one with the Little by Little and everything. I mean, there's so many good songs. And he acts like he's above playing Led Zeppelin and his early solo stuff and all that. It drives me crazy. It's the best music you ever came up with, dude. You should embrace it. I know that where you're at now in the stage of your voice, maybe you can't hold some of those notes, and that's cool. It's understandable. But this whole attitude that he has, and she has it too, I, 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 it's, like, it's like the artist that doesn't want to play some of their hits, and people go to the concert, and they walk away, and they're pissed, and it's like, yo, dude, that's why they know you. Play the hits. Oh, no, I want like Bon Jovi. He started just playing a lot of new stuff and very few old stuff. And it's like, yo, dude, your new shit sucks. Bon Jovi, just so you'll know, your last four or five albums, whatever, were terrible. Go play your first four or five album, which those are exceptional. 
That's what they know you for. And so, Gwen, I get it. Maybe your little little teenage girls and all that pop around for your little Gwen Stefani solo stuff. But the real music you made was with no doubt. Embrace it. Appreciate it. Because a lot of us love it. Stevie Nicks, by the way, has, uh, has announced a tour. So if uh, you're interested, there is a uh, Florida date. She's expanded her U.S. tour, her complete studio album and rarities tour, February 24th this month in two days. Stevie Nicks will be at the Hard Rock Live. New Orleans on February 28th. You can go and check out the dates. It ends in Chicago on June 21st. Napa, May 21st, 20, 24th, I'm sorry. Nashville, May 14th. Charlotte, May 4th. Um, Albany, New York, June 12th. Hershey, Pennsylvania, June 15th. So those are some of the dates. You can look up the rest of them if you're interested in Stevie Nicks and her tour this year. Uh, remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo. At Cash Big O Show, that is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo, Isais. Thank you, sir. Made a Bitcoin donation. Yeah, baby. Love me some Bitcoin donation, man. It's fantastic. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very nice of you. Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show, that is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. Thank you, sir. Those are my fair. That's a that's a that's a donation that keeps giving and giving and giving. Love it. Uh, True Fin Fan, thank you for the love on the super chat. He says, You and Sean are my goats. Real talk. Thank you, sir. Uh, D Wolverines, thank you for the love on the super chat. Big O, big thanks for your info on Bitcoin. I jumped on late, but thanks to your insight, I'm on board now and making moves with all of your advice. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, man. You're welcome, and all of you out there, remember to take profits along the way because a lot of these things have hit and hit big, and you, you're up 40, 50, 60, 100%, 200%. Make sure you take profits along the way. It's very important to do that, okay? Now that we hit and we're making money, make some money. Take it off, okay? So why didn't Lynch just take the subway? Well, they don't have one in Vegas, they do have a monorail, but it doesn't take you. It's like, uh, it's, it's like the stupid shit we did here in South Florida. I don't think most of you are not old enough. When we built the Metro Fail, okay, yeah, I call it the Metro Fail, not the Metro Rail. When we built the Metro Fail, you know what Ronald Reagan was quoted as saying? They should have given everybody in Miami a Cadillac instead. It would have been cheaper. Now, in, in hindsight... They should have kept giving everybody the Cadillac by building it everywhere. And that way it takes you everywhere. So that's the problem here with that one. That unfortunately doesn't take you everywhere. So the, the one in Vegas, so you, you're going to need a car in Vegas. If you really want to get around in Vegas, if you only need to get through a couple of hotels, you could take that monorail. But if you really want to cruise around Vegas, you need a car. You have to have a car. You want to go to Hoover Dam? You need a car. You want to go to um, go eat a steak at um, uh, what's that place uh, that's off the Strip? Oh God, it's kind of a um, anyway. You know, certain places, certain restaurants, you're gonna to have to go off the Strip. 
certain things you're gonna have to go off the strip you know so yeah that's kind of the way it goes but yeah so that's probably why he was in drunk off his ass in his car uh big trouble in little china is a great film with hung in it yes you are right you're all right he's he's all over the place he's in many movies he's uh in a romeo must die he's the father in romeo must die uh, I was uh, today years old when I learned that famous Canadian singer produced their own song for Ethiopian famine uh, relief in the 80s. Oh, I think I remember the one you're talking about. That Glass Tiger was part of it and Brian Adams and all that kind of stuff. I think I remember that. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's why I stopped going to Bon Jovi. Well, plus he can't sing anymore. His voice has been shot, too. That's the other thing. One, you don't go to Bon Jovi concerts because he doesn't play the old songs enough. I, I warned Hawk. When I was still at QAM, I remember he was going to the concert, and I think he said his wife loved it, and I warned him. I said, hey, Hawk, he doesn't play a lot of classics. And I, and I think he complained after and he was like, man, he doesn't play a lot of the old stuff. And, and that's what you end up learning. Plus, he can't sing anymore. He just doesn't have the voice anymore. You know? I, 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 didn't, I don't know anything about his personal life. I don't know if he was a druggie or, or an alky or anything like that. Or his voice just burned out, which it could happen to all of us, right? Any of us that do this kind of stuff, like a lot of people don't even last as long as I've had for 34 years. Or the stuff my wife does every day as a teacher. Which, you know, you're repeating the same shit six, seven, eight times a day for different classes. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, think Blue Dodger says, shout out Finns Nation and Big O Army. Thank you, sir. Even walking the strip sucks. The hotels ain't that. No, no, yeah, 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 you can't. No, you need a car. Just bought some Jasmine coin, Big O. Okay, but remember, it's pumped up a lot now. Okay. You, you've bought it after it's pumped 150%. <laughs> All right, so, uh, no, 200%, 200%. So let's, I, now, I still think it'll go up, you know what I mean? But obviously you're not going to enjoy the same kind of gains if you went a little earlier. Um, again, not a financial advisor, but Star Atlas is still under a penny, okay? And not for nothing, but I'm on a freaking roll not a financial advisor. Maybe I'm just lucky here, but we hit on Aletheia twice. We got injective protocol back in 22 when nobody knew about injective protocol at $1.30 something. It went up 2,000%. Um, Jasmine, we hit on Jasmine now. It was under half a penny. It went all the way to a third of a penny, and now it's at a penny and a half, so it has timed several times already. We also hit on Aletheia, Liquid Intelligence Token. That's also a small cap, long shot one that we, so far. Uh, so we've hit on several of them. Star Atlas is, was under a penny yesterday at 45. It's funny because I sent a friend of mine yesterday. I said, yo, dude, I know you've taken my advice for others. And I sent it to him at 45. And right now it's at 53. So it went up already. Uh, a nice little percentage from when I told him yesterday because it's up 17%. And it's up at half a penny at 
just just barely over half a penny. These are the kinds that you make a lot of money. And by the way, Star Atlas was at 24 cents. That's a 50X from here. If it goes back to where it was at 24. The first time I bought Star Atlas was nine cents. And then we had the crash and then I loaded way under a penny. At 0. 0.0017. No, 13. 0. 0.0013. So right now at the 55 mark, I've already four times those investments right there. So just so you'll know. Okay? Just one to throw out there just in case. Ethereum, by the way, is flirting with 3,000 again, 2,981. Polygon is up 6%. HBAR is up almost 14%, 11.84, approaching 12 cents. We've been telling you about HBAR since it was at 4 cents. So right now we're three-timing our money from the 4-cent mark to the 12-cent mark. Um, Atlas, like I told you, is up 17.81 at 53,000th of a penny. I think is how it's said. Uh, Gala is up almost 7%, approaching $0.03. Cents. Mana, the central land, up $0.03, cents, up to $0.49. Cents. Aletheia is up 16.3%, up to $0.05. Cents. It's been flirting at the $0.05 cent area for all day since yesterday. Rendor, by the way, is up 11%. I'm not a Rendor guy, but it's a damn good company. Axelar, I gave you guys Axelar a while back when it was at a dollar. It's a dollar forty-nine now. Okay, dollar forty-nine. Again, not a financial advisor by any stretch. By the way, where where is uh, where is our boys Ando at that we gave you a while back? See where Ando is at. How many of you? Any of you got into Ando finally? Let's see. Ando is up to 44 cents. I gave it to him at 24. 24 to 44. I'm just saying, man. You know, you guys, um, not a financial advisor. I'll repeat that over and over and over again. Do your own homework. I know I do mine. So, there you go. Uh, Big O, did you ever listen to the first two Yes albums uh, before Fragile? The Yes album, songs like Survival, Time, and A Word Worth. Yes, yes I have. I've listened to everything Yes. Everything Yes. And I love everything Yes. I'm a prog guy, bro. So, from Yes to Dream Theater. You know, because Dream Theater for me is the best prog band on the planet right now, right? Anybody disagree with me on that one? Can you, can you give me a better prog uh, band than that one right now on the planet? Dream Theater. So I'm a big prog guy. Love, yes. Love Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Uh, love all of that, dude. Huge prog guy. So I got no problem with that. Um, let's see. Are you sure you're not a financial advisor? I thought you were a loan shark. That works. Uh, slot in Hialeah. Um, where can I get Star Atlas? 
go to, remember I always tell you guys, go to coinmarketcap.com, put in whatever coin and scroll halfway and you'll see the list of places you can buy it at, okay? Um, I, I, got a, um, I got a lot of my Star Atlas on um, Exodus. What I do is I buy Solana and swap it for Star Atlas. That's what I do, okay? So that's how I get my Star Atlas. So I, but, but again, go to coinmarketcap.com and you'll see a list of places that sell Star Atlas. You might be able to get it somewhere else, okay? Check it out. CoinMarketCap will help you in any coin that you're looking for. You hit it there, and then when you get to that coin, then you scroll halfway through it, and it'll, there'll be a list there of places, DeFi and, and crypto exchanges where they sell the coin. Right, all right, all right. All right, uh, let's see. Where to research crypto without finding FUD. Did you do a segment of that yesterday when I explained it? it it's there? It's in one of the crypto segments? On the audio side? Okay, uh, Ron, go to our audio, okay, our podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever it is you use. Yesterday... There's a crypto segment. Do you know which one it is? His organized ass will even tell me the title and everything. Anyway, look for that, and I explain a lot of things there. And you can, what is it? Crypto researches. There you go. Pretty simple. Resources. Resources. Crypto resources. Yesterday, he made a segment of it on the audio side, not video, audio. So go find it there and I explain it there a bunch. I've done that several times. And if you look through further back in the crypto, there's other ones where maybe yeah. some of the some of the sites you didn't issue there or some of the other stuff he put on other one. There's been There's a lot a of crypto segments. There's if, getting started in crypto, there's resources, there's different ones. Right. So all that and remember we have two crypto bro shows up. Uh, they and I'll be recording a new one tomorrow. Um, and they're, they're all on Twitter, Twitch, or Facebook, Orlando Alzigari Facebook. So they're not here on this platform yet. Uh, so we're only doing straight social media, and I'll do one tomorrow. I don't have a set time for it yet. I'm just popping in and doing it, so make sure you have the notification bell so you know when, I'm, when we're going on. Okay? Dream Theater equals awesome, says Brett. You know it. Rush, of course. But Rush is not around now, Eddie. Like right now, Dream Theater, I think, is the best prog band out there. You know what I mean? Rush, yeah, number one prog band of all time. Yes, they are the godfathers of prog. I would put yes behind them, but definitely Rush would be number one uh, with, uh, with the prog stuff. But I mean, like right now, active, I, I don't think there's anybody better than Dream Theater. I don't know if you're a Dream Theater guy, by the way. You know? Petrucci is... He's fantastic, dude. You know, awesome. Uh, Dream Theater is the goat of prog rock, and oh, cannot disagree there. It's hard. Right now, we don't have a lot of great, like, there, there, there's very few active bands that are at the level of Dream Theater. Chad says, I got to see Dream Theater at, Me at Megadeth in 07 at Sound Device Amphitheater. Uh, top 10 show of my life for sure. Well, that's, uh, that's a, hell of a, it's a hell of a combination right there. So during the Wilkins explanation, 
one could sub out Wilkins for Tua, but yet you're a hater if you say Tua didn't perform against better teams. Ponderous, man, ponderous. Tim Bowens was a badass. Yeah, um, see, that's the problem, Ernest. That's actually not true. So that's, that's where it doesn't really fly because he performed not all the time, but there were some times that he did perform well. The Kansas City game was not his fault. You know what I mean? The first one was all Tyreek. He made the plays, but you conveniently forget that. Just like the year before, you're going to forget Buffalo where he hits Tyreek and, and he drops a touchdown and Trent Sherfield drops a touchdown and Braylon Sanders stops to run. You know what I mean? Where the coach forgets to keep running to help your quarterback, where the coach forgets to get plays in. But that's all right, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Like I said, um, I'm not here to convince you. So I don't really give a shit if you don't like the kid or not or don't believe in him. Personally, like I've said, those of you that think it's Tua, I don't think you know what you're talking about. You know? You said two of the same thing during everything that was going on with Flo. You're the same guy. Because all of you were picking on Tua during Flo. And I clearly pointed out that it had nothing to do with Tua. And McDaniel made the, the environment better for him. Just like the injuries. You're the same guy, Ernest Blaine. Tua can't stay healthy. And I'm the guy that went against the grain. You know, it's uh, ponderous, man. I told everybody, he's not injury prone. He just holds on to the ball too long. And in the NFL, you cannot hold on to the ball too long because you will die in the NFL. And guess what? He didn't hold on to the ball, Mr. Blaine. And guess what? Just like the other Blaine, it disappeared. Isn't there a magician called Blaine? There you go. Right? So there you go, Blaine. The injuries disappeared. I wonder why. Because it's not what you think. Tua is not the issue. It's that the people around him are incompetent. It's just that McDaniel is not as incompetent as Brian Flores. Well, Brian Flores was evil and incompetent. Because he hated Tua, and then he obviously did everything to bury the kid. But that's all right. David Blaine, right? There you go. So, you know, that's all right, dude. I'm, it, it's all good, man. You know, it's fine. I do this all the time, that the overzealous fanatic, which is what you are, Mr. Blaine, you're not really logical. That's the problem with fanatics. Fanatics don't have a lot of logic. They don't use common sense. They don't really look at the big picture. You know what I mean? It's like the idiot that tells me Bitcoin's a scam. All right, dumbass. You know, it's like, what, what are you going to do with people like that? You know, I can't, the most powerful, the smartest, and, and richest people in the world are, are gobbling it up like Pac-Man. So you think it's fake? Really? Okay. All right. It's just shit that you can't change. So, that's all. It's all good, man. It all comes to light eventually, right? Either I'll be right or I'll be wrong. Same thing, right? That's all it is. 
Big O, I might just rival you on prog rock. I saw numerous times in the 70s. Yes, ELP, Genesis, Supertramp, Tall, Rush, and Dream Theater, among others. Well, I'll tell you something, my brother. You got me already on Supertramp because I saw Roger, but by himself, at the Boca Black Box, right? That's where we saw him, Boca Black Box, right? And it's not the same as watching Supertramp. You know what I'm saying? Even though Roger is the heart and soul of everything of Supertramp, you really needed the whole band, and we didn't see the whole band. It was kind of a one-man show type of thing. He had a keyboard with some you know, music recorded in the background and all that. He sounded great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like seeing Supertramp like what you saw. And so I got to give you props, dude. Uh, and if you saw the original ELP, you have that on me too, my friend, because I did not. I saw – now, wait a minute. Did you see Genesis – Pure Prague? Are you talking about Genesis Peter Gabriel? That's badass. Now, I, I will be honest on this. I am not a fan of that Genesis. That's the Prague that I'm not really that into. Yes is Prague I'm into. Rush is Prague I'm into. Dream Theater I'm into. ELP I'm into. Early Genesis with Peter Gabriel? Not that good. I don't like it that much. And I'm probably in the minority, but give me Genesis Phil Collins on a hundred times over. I thought it was really odd and weird, the prog rock that Genesis had in the early days. So you're way ahead of me, dude, if you saw those. Way ahead of me. What? Oh, okay. So he, said, he saw Peter Gabriel. Okay. So yeah. Oh, you're, you're, dude, you crush me. You crush me. Now... I have no interest in seeing Peter Gabriel Genesis. None whatsoever. I'll be honest. I know I have every interest in seeing Peter Gabriel solo. Not now, because I've seen his set lists, and he plays very few hits. You know what I mean? I almost, uh, if I want to see Peter Gabriel, I, wanna, I want you to play practically the entire So album. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's just one of the greatest albums of the 80s. That was a masterpiece of masterpieces, the So album. So, there you go. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, by the way, do you, oh, you, you can't do this. But for us Apple folks, did you guys check out Apple Sports? If you don't know about this, Apple has just taken out a... Uh, a um, Okay. Uh, Apple just took out this new app, and it's pretty cool. It's got like a court on it. No, no, it's free. Completely free. It's an Apple app, but because you know they're headed to sports, right? Like last night I was watching Messi on Apple. And they have, they have baseball. They have some other stuff. Huh? You watch Messi what? Oh, on, well, yeah. Okay. But, that, but that's your MLS ticket, Right. Right, right, the season pass. So, um, but you know the platform itself, just like Amazon and Netflix, they're all getting sports. So what they did was they, they created an app called Apple Sports. Now, it doesn't come updated automatically. You have to go download it from the App Store. And then you put in your favorite teams. And so it's, it's really, really cool. So now I don't have to search. I just hit the app, boom. And like tonight, I have... 
the FIU women's basketball team against Liberty, the FIU men's team against Liberty. I have the women's team UM against Virginia. I have the Panthers and the Hurricanes, and I have FAU, FAU and SMU. Right? Those are all the local games going on tonight. So I put all my favorites in there, which is all the local teams, of course, because I'm a hometown guy. And so every day. And so then yesterday, you have the score, you know, from UM and the score from the soccer game. And then you can click into it, and then you'll get the whole breakdown, all the stats and everything. So it's actually really cool. So if you happen to be an Apple person like I am, Apple Sports, pretty cool. Set it up. And that way, you just go directly to that. You just hit that app, and it updates all your local teams and your local scores. And for me, that's super cool. So there you go for, for you South Florida sport, or any, wherever you live. It doesn't matter. You can use it to, and, and you know, trim it to however you want in your part of your country. Uh, Big O, uh, Tua hasn't shown up in any December or January games. Yeah, neither has the Dolphins for 30 years, my brother. Uh, that's that, again, Brandon. You know, you add to Ernest and many others that lack knowledge and intelligence and common sense. Okay, you're blaming it on Tua when it's the entire team and especially your head coach. The head coach is the most major fuck up that there is on this team. And I love the guy, and I want him to succeed. But it ain't going to stop me from saying he's a complete goofball running this team. So until you fix the game day coach, nobody will win. They're, they're winning in spite of him. Just like with Flo, they won in spite of him because they have some talent. But it's up to the coach to make a difference in the games, and he's not a difference maker by any way, shape, or form. But you go ahead and keep blaming the quarterback. It's all good. It's all good. All right, I'm out of here with all that stupid talk. I'm blaming to it. We thank David Ferronis. We thank, of course, Steve Calibro, making it nice and easy. The Brunetti family, John Brunetti Jr., we just saw him now a little while ago. Appreciate him and everybody out here that makes it nice and easy. We're always here in the second floor poker room. Remember, we've got your $100 no regret first bet going on, and it starts next month. March 1st, all right? You go downstairs and you play the, the uh, slots, the loosest slots in, in, in the state of Florida. And the more you play, the more entries you get. And at the end of March, they are going to give away that, uh, that electric Mustang that's out there. Okay? So we're going to play some video games, see if we can win it. A wife could use an, uh, a new car. Can you use a new car? Right? You could, right? Maybe? A little bit? So, you know, you, could you use a new car? There you go. I mean, some of you may just buy a new car with your Jasmine winnings. I mean, you know, what can I tell you? Uh, seriously, thanks to everybody out there. Everybody has sent in a super chat. Everybody has sent in Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to uh, hit the notification bell. Tomorrow we're at Acura Pembroke Pines. Uh, we'll be out there at 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 in Pines. Again, It'll be like this, around 3.30 in the afternoon, a little delayed. Some of our road uh, broadcasts are going to be a little later in the afternoon for the next couple of weeks as I go through my foot issue. Uh, we thank everyone, we, and i got to thank my 
incredible wife because without her, this really doesn't happen. We'll see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel, and may Bitcoin blow up.